Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze all the films in the DC Cinematic Universe by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Rebecca Johnson. I am one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio. I'm a contributor to Justice League Universe podcast, and I have a Dawn of Justice series on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And I have Batman and Superman bedsheets. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, today we are talking about minute number 29 of Dawn of Justice. The minute's going to start out with uh, Alfred and Bruce uh, continuing to examine Anatoly's uh, criminal background. Mm-hmm. Um, and the minute's going to end... <laughs> this is what I have. The minute's going to end with Alfred explaining Batman's character in this movie. Uh, yeah, I wrote down that he uh, he he's low key calling Batman. He's out calling on, him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's calling him out in this minute. Super foreshadow. Yeah, Alfred. Uh, he starts by asking if Anatoly, the White Russian, if he is the White Portuguese. I just realized that the White Russian is a drink. So yeah, yeah, he's a white guy. So, <laughs> so, so did you just add on the, the white part? Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, nah, Alfred, I told you, he's a white Russian, not white Portuguese. That's a different guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you something on a little hint here. Mm-hmm. I remember the first, I think the first couple times I saw this movie. Yeah. Did I see it twice? I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it twice. So the Rebecca second... I saw it 15 times. Don't forget. Sh- yeah. Yeah, so that's, I, we that's, can't even, that's amateur level. You want to just turn this podcast that's, off? Yeah. Because we're not doing anything. Am- <laughs> amateurs so i remember both times that i saw this movie i wasn't following this white portuguese plot line really at at all i could not i don't know why i maybe i was like you you said yesterday how like you didn't know the connection between anatoly uh, and anatoly uh, and and the human trafficker um but i don't i remember thinking like i don't get it and then i just thought that like this whole scene with alfred and stuff was like yeah yeah i'm one of them but uh, you know I still loved it, but like I think I was so blinded by all the, the movie, the movie itself, <laughs> that I just didn't think to care? question and care uh, about anything that I didn't understand. I uh, this was the white Portuguese thing was something that out of the entire film, that's all I cared about when I first saw it in theaters. Like as soon as I even mentioned something like that, because I think it's like once you kind of dangle that kind of carrot of like, oh, there's like detective work to be done. I'm like trying to i want to figure it out before they even explain it in the film did you ever see shutter island kind of like one of those things or um kind of like one of those things did you see that movie i know of the film i didn't see you've never but but i know but you know i it's it's one of those things where it's like i want to figure it out watch shutter Island. i want to like i want to find all the clues and then i start to think it's like the movie's still going on but i'm over here like thinking back to like nairobi and everything like trying to put the pieces together what this white portuguese means and obviously when i saw when i was watching the film for the first time i was like okay white portuguese has to probably do with lex luther and like it's probably he's probably the white portuguese and because he's wearing like a white suit and like and he speaks Portuguese. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> well, how does, well, where does the word Portuguese come into play? Yeah. And I'll be honest, when they finally explained what the white Portuguese is, mm-hmm. I was disappointed yeah. with the, what, the, how they, you know, what it was. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. Um, I feel like you shouldn't be disappointed. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I was, you know, like, oh. okay, how, well, how does this all connect? And I was like, oh, that's the white Portuguese. That's, 
Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. They should have, I mean, that name could have been put on something else. Um, or like maybe it was like a whole plan and not just an object. Cause it's not even the object. It's like a object that comes into play, but not really. What? Well, uh, see, I, I want to like talk the, about it, but we yeah, can't yet. So I'm but, sorry. Yeah. I just, I don't know. But I, yeah, it was, I guess not to you, but for me, it was like, that was a thing that I sunk my claws into. And I was like, I want to know what they're talking about with this white Portuguese. Yeah. But um, it's one of the only things I cared about. Well, I mean, I want to get into it now. We're going minute by minute. Yeah, we'll do Give it. Give me all the information you got, buddy. Yeah. So Alfred says, uh, what is Is Alfred It says it? or, or They have a witty back and forth between yeah. the white Portuguese being a him or. Or just. A her. A her? Or a... Whoa, I didn't even think about that. You can... (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, so what he says, if he is indeed a him... There you go. um, Because Bruce thinks that this Anatoly Knaizev is going to lead him to the actual white Portuguese. Uh Um, And so Alfred doesn't know if it even exists, if it's even a person. Or he's just yanking his chain. Or if it could be a phantasm. (laughs) Um, Does anyone want to talk on that? Or should we just, you know... It is what it is kind of thing. No, we got to talk about it, Mark. It's one of your favorite Batman stories. It is my favorite. Yeah. It is your favorite. So go ahead, buddy. You know, I wish that would go into a live action adaptation because I think it's one of those kind of like, it's almost like, you know. how It's a a year one. You could throw that into it. You can easily make it into a year one. Yeah, it's a year one kind of thing. But it's it's a very like Romeo and Juliet kind of story. For those who haven't seen Mask of the Phantasm, it's like what the opening film of the Bruce Tim animated series. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like to have some sort of, it's almost like a forbidden romance between Batman and the villain. Um, I guess I'd, am I spoiling it? I, it it's, Dude, I, the movie's been out for like <laughs> 25 like 20 years. 20-something years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of like Batman Returns, which is like one of my favorite Batman films because him and Catwoman had the same thing where it's like yeah. they can't be with each other because of who, what they are. Yeah. And that's like one of the things that those type of story plot devices, yeah. those really pull my heartstrings because it's like, what is it like to be in love with someone that you can't be in love with? Like it's like Lois and Clark in this movie. Yeah. It's like yeah, they like exactly. struggling to be to, together. They want to be, but uh, the... The, I don't know. Life does not allow it, and that's always as much as you want to believe Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, life sometimes does not find a way. It does not find a way, <laughs> um, or finds a way to divide so you. So in Mass of the Phantasm, that's why Alfred said, you know, if it is indeed a fact to him, um, the villain was a woman. It was yeah. Bruce's old girlfriend. Anyway, my question was, oh, okay, yeah. what are you going to say? No, are you? I'll let you finish because now you're just making me think. Okay, so my question, simple question: Do you think that the events like that actually happened in this universe? Like, and the, so he's the like calling fantasy? back, to yeah, it? and he's like, "Hey, man, like, remember last time? Remember that happened? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I think so. Like, why not? Like, I mean, it's Batman lore. Yeah, it's like you can easily just throw that into like, yeah, that, that the event last time happened. you got misled into thinking that this was a villain when really it was just like someone. Yeah, yeah." Could be, could be. Who knows so, what happened in that twenty years? You never know. So, I know, but, okay, right? so twenty years. Your opinion? Do you think it happened? Now that you said it, I want to believe. You want to? Cue the X Files. This is an X Files. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'll, I'll say it happened. Yeah. Sure. She right? said it that, happened. That seems like that's possible. I yeah. think so. This is a very seasoned Batman. He could be seasoned with uh, love. Damn, maybe it did happen. I think so. So what do you what do you <sighs> figure, what are, what gears are turning in your head? Yeah, now? maybe it happened, and I wanted to see that. It just it's a good story, but then again, I could just go watch Batman Returns, and it's kind of the same. Story. No, it's different. It's kind of the same. Oh, uh, it's different. I'm a big supporter of the <laughs> Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne relationship. You know, you know me. I me like t- that. Me too. Um, but it's a little different than what the tone was for Mask of the Phantasm, because with Selena and Bruce, they're both. <laughs> but you're literally about- crazy individuals that complement each other and just play cat and mouse. Oh. Bing. But um, with <laughs> Phantasm, it was like Bruce had the chance of a life that wasn't Batman. You know, the happy life that he promised his parents. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, and I can't remember her name, but she was the way out. But obviously that didn't happen. So it's not the same as Catwoman, I don't think. Yeah, but she had to make that decision too, and she didn't either. Yeah, but it was never really like Selena. Both Selena and Bruce understand that their what their roles are in Gotham City, and they just kind of have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. Damn, that, that's yeah. You got welcome it's, back to uh, DC comic character relationship. My name is Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Batman informs Alfred that the whole goal of this white Portuguese guy is that he's trying to bring a dirty bomb into Gotham. Do you know what a dirty bomb is? It's a nuclear weapon. Or it's a, no, it's just a stink bomb. Like, the, you know, from Ed and Eddie with the b- balloon and the... No, <laughs> that's not what that is. Um, is it? A, no, it's not. No, no, I mean, it's a nuclear weapon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, that's, I know that from 24. Thank you, Jack Bauer. Um, so I guess, yeah, which seems extremely, uh, you know... I, I'm not dogging on the film because um, I love it. I love it a lot. But at this point in the film, there's still not a lot of connection between the two heroes and what's happening and what the plot of the film is going to be. And then Batman's talking about uh, Anatoly Kanaev working with some guy who's going to bring a dirty bomb, a nuclear weapon, into Gotham. And it just kind of seems like... Are you trying to say Something's that... Something's not connecting. Are you trying to say that like almost just about 30 minutes into this movie, we're not seeing a connection between the two main characters yet? Are you complaining? I'm not... I'm, I'm actually well, asking like that. I'm not trying to, to... I mean... Are you trying to say like you should start to see where the plot is going at this point? I think once you've seen the film, it makes more sense. Yes. But, but going into it, yeah. you're right. Absolutely. That's what... I think that was me in the theater, where like I, I was still somewhat and lost at that this I, like, moment, but... excused it, but it's like, okay, well, what is the I nuclear weapon... I excuse it because I just love the characters. What does a nuclear <laughs> weapon have to do with Superman? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and this is that's probably why a lot of people kind of, you know had had a bad experience with the movie just because in their mind they're thinking they're getting a, a literal fight between Batman and Superman and 30 minutes in you're not even the two characters aren't even on screen together yet um I mean I don't care about that I just wanted to know what this had to do with the plot of the film and I'm sure that was but then you realize well. it's just a big old lie yeah it's part of exactly but you know you have to once see the film and then put all the pieces together because yeah. and this movie isn't like a, a spoon-fed movie like you're oh, supposed it to be figuring isn't. it out as like you're watching it so you're not really handed anything about the plot or, or you know or the plans and then once you realize all. what's happening in this minute then it's just classic batman because all he does is lie to his closest friends 
That's his typical Batman. Yep. He's what he's doing in this minute is is a Batman thing to do. Oh, let me just keep my friends in the loop, yep. but lie to them about what's going on, yep. and then like then they get mad about it, and then Batman's like, "I'm just a, sorry, I'm I didn't just want a terrible to involve person. you because it's terrible." Yeah, it's <laughs> like, hey man, we're a team. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's perfect Batman, but then um I I got confused at the very beginning. The um, two of them talking to to each other, it seems. That's why I just loved, um, you know, Jeremy Irons and, and Ben Affleck's relationship on screen. It just seems so real. It's so normal and natural. Like I am, I'm believing that these two men have been working with each other for twenty years. More, oh yeah, more it so. Feels like they, but they've been doing the Batman shtick for twenty years because they don't have to say much, but they kind of get it. They get it. They're on the same page. It's like you know, you walk down. It's like I know Alfred's going to be working on the suit. I'm going to be working on my. Noirness. Yeah, he <laughs> says, "Bring a dirty bomb yeah. into Gotham." He's like, "Oh, high stakes round," and like, there's no surprise to it. There's no, there's, there's no something. Like, oh my god, that. they're going to try and bring a nuke into Gotham. How are we going to stop him? It's just like, oh, there's something about round, that. Huh? No, because the way he says that, his his tone, it's think more. He's you think he knows he's lying? Well, yeah, we get that later on in the movie. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, he does know he's lying, but like his tone is just like. Like okay, you wanna you wanna go that route? I'll ra- I'll see your situation. I'll raise you this. The rules are changing, big boy. Like you can't you can't be coming in here just saying well you're lying about uh you know you're protecting Gotham when your actual reasoning is how Lex uh never mind I can't say that spoilers <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like you know you're you, you know you're worried about Gotham when you sh- when I know you that you're worried, worried about, about the- no you're worried he's thinking he's trying to convey to Alfred that like. Oh, Gotham City's in danger. Where Alfred well knows that he's thinking about the bigger picture of the world being in danger, starting the figurative war mm. with you know a god. Oh, what the? Out of toner again? Oh, Lois Lane is gonna kill me. Hey, does anyone know where we keep the toner cartridges? Of course, everyone knows we keep the toner cartridges in the supply closet. The only problem is, we're completely out. I just checked. Completely out? But I gotta get these articles printed and on Perry's desk by Monday, the latest. Well, you could go to amazon.toolmedia.com and buy the toner from there. They definitely get here before Monday. Amazo who? Amazon.toolmedia.com. You can find almost anything on there, and it'll get here faster than a speeding bullet. And a fraction of what you pay for goes to helping out some podcast called DC Cinematic Minute. Well, that's awesome. I'm all about helping others, as you know. <laughs> all right, so Amazon.2OldMedia.com. Well, I better get to it before Superman stirs up another headline. I, I wonder if Alfred, like like you said, like I think he, he does see the bigger picture, especially in this minute. Um, Bruce seems very driven to find this dirty bomb mm-hmm. and dealing with Gotham City, but I think Alfred realizes that a lot of this stuff that is boiling underneath the surface has to do with superman and i think that that's really it it does show a lot about their relationship that he knows bruce so well that he knows that it's not just about this dirty bomb it's not just about gotham city there's something else going on underneath the surface that is causing him to be uh crazier than normal obsessed that his rules have changed yeah obsessed mm-hmm. that's a great word for it and so I, I think that that does play more into their relationship that he knows something else yeah. is going on i mean it's like it's alfred pennyworth you know he works and sees the man every day it's not like he's gonna see that he's gonna notice that he's hiding something and 
how are you going to hide your obsession with an alien that just destroyed one of the biggest cities uh, on the on the planet? And you know, like obviously, it's a Batman mentality where he wants to know everything about that situation. And obviously, he was there. So Alfred's going to see that he was he's been obsessing, and mm-hmm. of course, think like, "Hey, man, this isn't just about Gotham. What's yeah. up?" So like. You're going to come at me with a lie about that high stakes round. I'll see your lie and then raise you my information of, hey, I know what you're doing. It's like a parent who found out your report card. Yeah. It's like, why are you getting so right in front of you? Why are you getting so pissed off? And why why are you you getting so angry? Yeah. He's like, like, I just don't know math. Okay. Your rules are changing, man. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly how he responds to it, too. He's like, like, yeah. You know, that's always been me, but it's like... Because he knows he's calling him out on it, too. And he's just like, like, I've always liked that um, relationship that Bruce and Alfred have where it's, it's like a, um, it's kind of like father and son, but not like, um, how do I, how do I explain it? You can say father and son. Well, yeah, it is father and son, but it's not like a father, like... What about older brother? That might be better. What Um, do you think? Rebecca or me? Uh no. Uh, well, I think it's it's more of a father son dynamic. But there's no like uh, like fatherly I see, lessons. I can see both ways. Yeah, you know what I mean. Really? It's I mean like they're there, but it's not like a. Well, I told you, son. I always knew best. It's not like that. It's I like a. It. It's like a. Hey, man, you made the mistake and you had to deal with it. That's the lesson right there. Like we're on the same level. That's pretty fatherly. It's like when you get to that point with your father of like being like uh, like more close of like friends versus like um, uh, that's a, that's coach. probably a better better way to that's probably a terrible way to say it. Yeah, it's kind of just like a hey, we're on the same level. Like I don't want to say friends because yeah, people, I can see it that way too. Yeah. Hmm. So like he's like his his response to like you know the newspapers and everything going down. It's just like, whatever, man. What is on that newspaper? Get off my back. Since this is an audio format. You tell me because I closed the minute. (laughs) (laughs) So he throws a newspaper down and it says bat brand of justice. And it has the two cops that we saw in week four and also the human trafficker that they have arrested. And there's another picture on there that shows the branding that is on him. So just keeping our listeners informed about what he's looking at. Okay. So. Oh, I, I really like the Gotham Free Press newspaper that they throw down because it gives a big sense to me of what life is like in Gotham City. And life is hard for these people in Gotham City. It Not only is the Batman going around branding people, they have smokestacks. There's a picture of smokestacks, and it says something about the air new... Something about the air, and it says new safety regulations, and then they're fun. They're funding cuts to uh, waterboard. There's an article about that, and it says testing put on hold as money dries up. Uh, so Gotham City is hard on cash. It says local industries cut labor force while families struggle to survive. So it sounds like Gotham City is a lot more downtrodden than Metropolis is. For sure, life is m- much harder for them and the city is not well taken care of yeah so i think that 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 newspaper gives a, a sense of what batman's going through but it also gives the sense of what the larger picture is of gotham city so i like that a lot and the Absolutely. fact that they still have to rely on the newspaper to give them all their news i mean come on <laughs> true it's the true. internet guys wake up 
<laughs> well, I think there's a I think there's a website on the newspaper. I think it's GothamFreePress.com. But when I tried to pull it up, I don't think it's, that uh, website actually exists. Who, who but, does the web? But they have a website, I think. Who does the website over the Daily Planet? Was that Jenny, or was that Steve? I think Jenny. Jenny works does with the, the website. Yeah, Steve did the sports, sports. but then okay. that was now that's now Clark Kent's job. Yeah, Steve Lombard does no longer work at the Daily Planet. He said, "Peace out, man. <laughs> I'm out of here. I gotta go be with he, Kevin Spacey." Yeah. A house of cards reference i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean definitely the the air the safety regulations there that says a lot about how gotham looks as opposed to metropolis that is so clean and pristine and that rhymed city of tomorrow yeah no that's a disney place that's metropolis no that's tomorrowland <laughs> get out superman is the man of tomorrow he is and metropolis is a city of tomorrow all right, all right, all Wake right. up, Mark. Wake up. Um, so let's see. Um, uh, Bruce says that we're criminals. We've always been criminals. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. And then Alfred says, am I saying it? Oh, yeah. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. So did we, you, were we trying to do, were you trying know. to do a bit there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> This is how it goes on this podcast. Yeah. Um, he cues up a bunch of videos from uh, Man of Steel, but in like the he- civilian perspective. You know what? Web surveillance cameras. We were talking about this earlier in the week that um, you were saying that, you know, Clark Kent, how is just the glasses and the baggy clothes supposed to disguise you from being Superman? If this is like the pictures and the video surveillance that like batman has to pull from and study from they're really not that good of quality so what are the odds of there not being a good quality or video of superman doing his superman things so you can't really see it so you can't really see it so i mean don't you think like batman should be studying like hd pictures of him and like already know where he lives and what school he went to and you know what he ate for dinner last night like don't don't you think so yeah i mean i agree with you why they they're all super pixelated and, and are the are the is, the videos are from Man of Steel yeah C five and T eleven I'm thinking that they're like security like on like buildings like outside of the buildings like the security cameras yeah but those are actually from the film just kind of cut and uh, yes but Mark I'm putting pixelated. myself in the universe like I know it's not well, just the other ones aren't just C C five and T eleven those are from the film because we'll see the you know this is no one got a camera right there at C5. I mean, he's that camera's like literally in that. I can't out. see it. Oh, yeah. It's when he's stepping into like the, the ring of just, there's nothing there. This is after he defeated the uh, Black Zero. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like, how did a camera get there? That's where like Zod is all the way with the. Yeah, with the. My purpose. Yeah, yeah he does the monologue. <laughs> um, but so no one had a camera there, but do you think it was like a camera off like a street? Pole. Yeah, maybe someone zoomed in, or maybe someone who survived pulled their like Doubt flip it. phone out. Doubt it. I think the phones probably blew up or something. T eleven though that probably existed. Um, that that's believable. But that takes place where they were fighting the near that parking garage that blew up in Man of Steel. There's cameras in parking garages. Yeah. No, that one makes sense, and so does the other ones. C nine, M four, D twelve. I wonder what those like, numbers. I wonder what they're in the vending machine up the street. Yeah. Like. There you go. Um, let's see. What is it? Um, as he pulls up that video, 
this is kind of getting us to think about how humans think of Superman. Seeing him in like, yeah, you know, the aftermath of this fight, which is the same thing that we got in the beginning of this movie, where yeah. Bruce was on boots on the ground in Metropolis, and that was from the human side. He says, seeing Superman. Yeah, and so Alfred says, "Men fall from the sky. Um, the gods hurl thunderbolts. Um, innocents die." So it's pretty heavy stuff. Which makes you kind of question how Alfred feels about it, because we only think about how Batman feels about it. Like, oh, he's obviously very like pained by the existence of Superman. He's very angry about it. But how does Alfred feel? You think he's kind of like, eh? I've I've concluded that he's pretty all right. Ah. Uh. I th- I think Alfred is probably still in a wait and see mode. Like, I don't think he sees Superman as bad yeah. or or good, but I think that he's he recognizes that Superman is something otherworldly and is something that they need to pay attention to. But yeah. I don't know if at this point he is at Bruce's level of, I need to dedicate the rest of my life to killing him. Like, yeah. I don't think Alfred is there, but I think he probably recognizes the, the gravity of the situation. Yeah. I mean, Alfred's fought in wars before, and yeah. you know he's got to be on the the side where it's like, hey, you don't have all the information, so exactly. you should probably. That's a good one. You know, like a, well, yeah. Rebecca said, like wait and watch. Like that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. So, no, I, I I agree with I you. I like that answer better. Yeah, I like both y'all's answers because I was thinking that maybe he just already concluded that like I've seen all I need to see, and I know that this guy is pretty all right, and you need to stop worrying about it. But I like that Alfred is more of like a. You don't have all the facts yet, so before you do anything, maybe you should, you know, reconsider what you're what you're trying to do, yeah. and let's let's take a longer look at this. But Batman is like kind of stubborn, already kind of has his mindset on defeating such a person, which is a shame. Which I think like Batman like admits that in a way when he says like, "Oh, we're criminals. We've always been criminals. Nothing has changed," and so he's like, he. I think he was trying to justify giving in to his anger. He's ju- trying to justify it there. Yeah. It's like, hey, because like, I mean, the whole point of like, hey, the rules have changed. Why are you branding people now? Like, yeah. you know what that means. Like, those those guys are going to die when they get sent to prison. Like, mm-hmm. you are inadvertently murdering people. Rules have changed, buddy. And, you know, Bruce is on the fact like, hey, we've always been criminals. What's the difference between, you know, the people in Blackgate killing a prisoner versus me on the street beating him to death? Yeah. You know, this this Batman is grizzled enough to think that there is no difference in that which is a shame because it's like he is giving it, it is to his shame. anger yeah he is exactly um, what it is and you know what is what does alfred said he says like um does he just go right into it or does he say something before um yeah he just goes right into it after he says innocent dies says that's how it starts uh the fever the rage the feeling of powerlessness is that what he doesn't say that this minute yeah he does does he? This is how it ends. Powerless is in the next minute, I think. Oh. Yeah, the feeling I, of. I think he ends on the feeling of. Yeah, I just wrote down the last thing. It says everything's changed. So, oh, I was just going by the subtitles. So well, it showed up. <laughs> um, well, I can save it then. I'll yeah, s- I, I want to save that. Oh, okay. Did does that? Do you have any other notes besides that thing? Because, um, did I already say that? I already said it. Everything seems just so natural between the two of them talking. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I, and like I, I, I guess I'm contradicting myself with saying that it's like a father and son relationship, but 
I think I'm leaning on more of the older brother. Maybe not so much brother, but like older sibling, mm-hmm. like that still like looks after you and has your back. But like you're you're on the same page. You know that you can, uh, you know, fend for yourself if you need to. Does that make sense? I still think he's a father figure. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I th- I think both ways are completely valid. All right. Either way is fine because they're they're not really either or in real life. Guys, so. I'm just begging for validation here. Right. That's all. <laughs> that's all this. That's all well, this podcast you, is. You've been it's just be- validation. You have my validation. <laughs> I validate your existence as well. Oh man, <laughs> thanks. Uh, any closing thoughts on this minute, Rebecca? Uh, I got a little obsessed with the longitude and latitude that were on the images of Superman because I was curious if I could actually look those up and figure out. But then when I started to realize that those were probably the coordinates for Metropolis, I was like, I'm not going to be able to find that. That's not going to (laughs) be something that comes up on the internet because Metropolis is not a real city. Uh, But I thought it was uh, neat, though, um, well, I was trying to look it up for the shots of like Superman flying in the air, which where it's a little more vague and generic. Maybe he's flying over a certain location in the world. But uh, I think it's pretty cool that we get actual latitude and longitude for Metropolis. I wonder if it shows up uh, as so like anybody, New York or something. Yeah. So if anybody wants to look it up, uh, let me know if that if that actually is a, a real place or not. I think the locational latitude is 116. 3312 and the locational longitude is 175131. So if anybody wants to know where Metropolis is, I think that's where where it's located. Another cool thing about this computer is right before he switches it to the videos where it's like the map of Metropolis and it has all the Superman shields where he's been, like those incidents. Oh, so that brings me to think that um, he's tracking everything that he does. Supersonic speed, man. He's got satellites that like track the supersonic speed of Superman leaving his apartment and everything, so he knows where he lives. So he knows that's he's from Clark like the Kent. animated series. Yeah, that's how he knows he's Clark Kent. Um, yeah, look at that. It's the old, that's all, all the red marks shields. has to be. The shields might be incidents where he like saved something, but the red marks probably has to be the track of him, like or supersonic that he's been. speed. Yeah. Maybe it's a maybe it's the red outlines the crime areas of Metropolis. I don't know, but um, some of these files they say what they relate to. Like one of these files is named like Black Zero or something. So yeah, see M four is says Black Zero two hundred one B. That one didn't say, but maybe this whole project is named Black Zero or this whole folder. That's so maybe it all it, maybe it's all from the Black Zero. But um, yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I like I like things like that. <laughs> I like detailing. I like minutia. It's crazy the amount of <laughs> details that has to go into like, especially you know, comic book movies itself. One for fan pleasing, but also one for just continuity. So. One, yeah, exactly for continuity and things have to make sense. I don't know. I just like it. That's cool. Well, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right, right? Someone, yeah, absolutely. Someone, uh, that, that picture of, um, Ezra Miller's flash, uh, came out the still of him in like his lab and like people zoomed in on like his computer screens and Mm -hmm. stuff in there. I think that's really cool. There's some really good stuff in there. So if you haven't seen that, or if you're keeping your eyes closed to all Justice League spoilers. Yeah, because I was going to say something about it. And yeah. I was like, this I'm not going to say anything. But There's a Rick and Morty episode playing, and that one yeah. plays in the stuff there. You can't. So it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's all I had for 29. Yep. 
Rebecca, did you have anything else? No, that's it. Just got obsessed with latitude and longitude. <laughs> Perfect. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. You can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. Um, if you've been jo- enjoying our show, uh, please leave us a great five-star review. We love reading those out over the podcast. And you can find us on toolmedia.com as well. And the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.